Grab your fork and grab your knife Morning, afternoon and night Mama's recipe and mine We're about to have a good time Hey sis, eat this Hey sis, eat this Woohoo! Hey, sis. Hey, sis. I'm excited to catch up. Me too. Sometimes I just want to talk to you. So today, that's what we're going to do because we have a lot to say to each other and a lot to dish about. Yeah. I just want an arena where I can feel free to talk and won't get tapped on the back three times. <laughs> or maybe you won't get some eye rolls. Yeah, maybe. But there's probably going to be a few eye rolls, but I'm okay <laughs> with that. So today on the Sisters Dish episode of Hey Sis, Eat This, I want to just catch up with you on your girls trip that you went on. And mm -hmm. I've got some listener feedback for you and particularly from Mama Ashley and her concerns oh. for the podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm excited to hear about that, I guess. And <laughs> I need to fill you in on our unexpected demographic that oh. I've been hearing about. But I want to hear about your pierogi party as well, because I didn't get to go. Yes, it was so fun. And in typical Ashley sister fashion, I had a kitchen mm -hmm. conundrum last week that oh, I want to good. talk about because I think it will help our listeners prevent it from happening again. Okay, well, that's good, because that way we can introduce our foodometer to the audience so they know how we rate our dishes. Yes. Brilliant. All right. So tell me all about the girls trip to New York. Did you have a blast? Oh my God. It was so fun. I mean, we ran ourselves ragged all over town. I went with five other mamas that I've been friends with for a long time. And we just made a really special few days out of it. And we did everything from the Russian tea room to Broadway and art galleries in Tribeca and just really awesome stuff. That's so cool. So the total highlight of the trip of the mm -hmm. whole weekend was this guy named Dr. Honeybrew. Okay. I love this already. Yeah. He reads Turkish coffee grounds. Oh, interesting. And tells your fortune. Oh my gosh. So we go to his apartment. He does it out of his apartment. Okay. In the Lower East Side. And we show up there, six women. And it's like graffiti all over the side of the apartment. I mean, it just looks like we were like, what is going on? Side of the building? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So we were like, are you sure this is it? Are you sure this is it? <laughs> and we ring the doorbell and we go up and I'm thinking it's going to be this little old man that tells fortunes like a Turkish guy or something. Right. So, I mean, I had no, no idea what to expect. Right. So the door opens and there is this Young man dressed in rainbow with like rose colored glasses with bumblebees on him and ch a cherry earring coming down, like it's huge earring and rainbow head to toe. And he's like, hi, I'm Dr. Honeybrew Girls. And we were like, what? And and then his apartment looked like, you know, that scene when you walk into um, when that scene, when you walk into Willy Wonka and they go into the candy factory and right. it's all bright color. I mean, that is what his apartment <laughs> looks like. Was there lickable wallpaper? <laughs> there could have been I mean there there were there were it was so cool he had I always wanted that he had plastic yellow flowers and vines hanging from the ceiling I mean it was outrageous oh, wow. so and he he immediately makes you feel so comfortable mm -hmm. he's from Istanbul and mm -hmm. his dad actually was 
uh, read coffee grounds and gave fortunes. That was his business. Wow. So um, he now does it out of his apartment. And he also serves all the coffee with these Turkish delights, which I didn't know about, but apparently everybody else does. And he, you have to be an apprentice to make these special Turkish delights. What and are he, they like little confections? Or? They're, they're like little, um, it's basically like a bigger sized uh, gumdrop kind of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He does different powders, like different rose powder or mint, lemon, basil powder. He makes all of these in a facility in Connecticut. And so he serves his special homemade uh, uh, Turkish delights alongside of the coffee. And what he does is he has this really cool metal kettle, like a kettle, big Mm -hmm. brown kettle Mm -hmm. filled with hot sand, like hot as hell sand. Hmm. And that's where he puts these, these steel coffee cups and he pour, he puts this, he grinds his own coffee. It's like powder. It looks like chocolate powder. It's so smooth. And then he puts it in these coffee cups and he pours cold water on it and it heats from within the sand. And this is the traditional way that Turkish coffee, people grinders do this. I mean, it was fascinating. That I have video, I can put it up so on our social. Cool. Okay. So then he serves us our coffee in these teeny little coffee cups. And it's the strongest thing. I mean, you literally feel like you've been shot out of a cannon after you've had a few sips oh, and you sip it. it until it gets to kind of like a muddy sort of consistency where it's like murky. You kind of can feel the grinds. I was like on your- about to say, is it like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so as soon as you kind of get to that sort of that mushy part you put the cup down and he comes around and he puts the plate the little saucer on top of the coffee and he flips it over and then he takes a looks like one of those endoscopy cameras that they stick down your throat (laughs) when you have you know GERD (laughs) when you're getting tested for GERD gastrointestinal reflux disorder for those who don't know that I have. And um, <laughs> same. And so he takes that little camera and he puts it in the cup and projects it on the TV and this huge TV. And then he reads the grinds in front of everybody. So we were oh my God. dying. Okay. And I'm not joking, Whitney. This is the truth. This is the absolute freaking truth. What did he see? The first thing he saw in my glass, I'm getting the chills talking about it, was a martini glass. Stop it. Yes, for real. He no did. Way. I swear to God, he really did. And I and I thought, God, and I asked my friend, I'm like, did you share my information with him before? Did he research me or, you know, know yeah. like on my social? No, she didn't. So I thought that was crazy. I love that. And he also said some things that were a little outrageous that I'm not sure are going to happen. But I'm but it was fun and I'm open to it. And we have to do it. It's so fun. He's hysterical. That but sounds that amazing. Was, it was really if fun. If only they'd like, you know put a little Kahlua in there or something for me. True. I know, but I, you don't want anything to muddy the the reading, I guess, you know, that's very true. Um, I mean, I mean, it's enough that a martini shows up in mine. So I know, right. Oh God. Yeah. That sounds so cool. I want to awesome. do that. What else? So you probably had a bunch of amazing food. We had a bunch of amazing food. My favorite was this caviar place that we went to and they served this little mini everything bagel with whipped salmon mousse on top with a little sprinkle of caviar. (gasps) And I've decided that I'm going to try and recreate this. I've never made a bagel. I have no idea how to do it. I don't know how to make salmon mousse. Never tried. I'm going to try it. I love it. 
And that led me to thinking that I want to start a test kitchen on Sunday afternoons with little recipes that I like at restaurants and just try to recreate it. And I'll have people like our friend Claudia over, you know, the inner circle that can really be honest with me about whether it's a kitchen conundrum or if it's a panty dropper. Right. Which we'll get into later when we talk about panty droppers. But I love this idea. Yeah. So that's awesome. I know I've been going on and on, but just one last thought that I had, Mm -hmm. I wanted to tell you that. I thought was alarming. (laughs) Oh God, what? I have not been in cold weather in a long time. That cold, it was like seven degrees in New York. So I was bundling up and I had my beanie and I had my scarf and my, but I started getting a lot of hot flashes while I was there. So I was super nervous. Like, just like, I felt like I was going to faint. I was just like dying. And so I was stripping myself, you know, of all these layers And I thought, oh shit, am I going into menopause? And I I don't know. I hope not. I mean, and I thought that maybe it was just the weather there and all the layers, but then I got to the airport in LA last night and was waiting for my luggage and it happened again. And I had to go stand outside and I don't know, I think I need to call a doctor today. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I mean, I doubt it's menopause yet, but it's interesting that it happens during the day, because, you know, we always talk about how we get hot flashes at night. This happened during the day. Okay. Well, we, I've, we've, I've graduated. I know you get a lot of hot flashes at night, but mine have graduated today. <laughs> They've started happening during the day. I woke up this morning actually thinking like, I need to talk about the sweat vest. Oh yeah. Your invention. It's such a funny story and relatable, but the last three years, my husband and I had been trying to get pregnant and went through IVF and Unfortunately, it didn't work and we're just going to live our lives and party it up. But I was on so many hormones and mm-hmm. the hot flashes, like the night sweats I was getting, was just out of control to where, yeah. you know, it's like you don't want to sleep naked because you need something on you, but anything more than a tank top's just going to soak through. So I yes. started putting a hand towel underneath my tank top. Which I've adopted. It works. It's a really amazing hack. Yes. And it goes down your body. But then I also use them um, like in between my legs too. (laughs) And so (laughs) I call it the sweat vest. And I swear (laughs) I'm like, whoever's listening, I'm trademarking this right now. Yes, Like it is mine. I'm going to come up with it. I think it'd be big. I think it'd be big at like Bed Bath and Beyond or places right? like that in the towel section. Oh, can't uh-huh. you see like the ad for it with the woman yeah. like le- laying peacefully in bed with the sweat vest on? <laughs> <laughs> a middle-aged woman with a sweat vest with a terry cloth sweat vest on. Yes. I mean it's a, it's brilliant. So, two episodes under our belt and yeah. I feel like it's going really great. And we're getting so much fun feedback and people are really interested in the recipes. Very. I got several notes of, oh, I'm going to make that beer cheese soup last week from Nolan episode. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've gotten a lot of also angry listeners asking where the spicy pecans are from our first episode Mm -hmm. and saying, they're not on the website. I want to make yeah. those. What's happening? Um, it's funny to to see how how people are reacting and, and what they it were is, demanding. Yes. Dem- gosh, already. Well, yeah, people have been asking for they're the spicy there, pecan though. recipe. Okay, good. Because I feel somebody else said to me, you don't have enough re- recipes up there. So they're going to come. They'll roll out as our guests come on. But we're trying. We're going to put a lot more up this week. That's going to be one of my goals because 
we do have them all written out. It's just, y'all don't know how hard it is between yeah, all time this consuming. stuff. Yeah. To get mm-hmm. up, to get on this foreign thing called Wix and put it all up there. It's crazy. There's just a lot to do. Yeah. But we'll put it up there on social and then y'all can go over there. Aside from the, like the actual recipes, the food recipes, I've been getting a lot of interest in the dirty martini from people who say, oh, I've never had a dirty martini before. I want to try one. Lots of martini talk. Really? I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lance and I were talking last night and he said, what even caused y'all to start drinking dirty martinis? Like what was it? And mm-hmm. I really have no clue. Do you? Yes. A hundred percent. I know. Oh, okay. Please tell. Well, I worked at a martini bar in college. I mean, yeah, one summer I worked at a martini bar in Dallas as a waitress and then cocktail waitress. And I learned how to make a martini there. And I loved it so much that I started drinking them when I was in college. And then it wasn't always dirty for me. The dirty came later in life. I wasn't, I just got dirtier as I got older. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that the truth. And then the blue cheese olives those didn't even become a thing until several years ago. So it was just regular olives and the recipe just keeps evolving. Okay. Well, that explains a lot. And I'm sure that you influenced me to start drinking them too. I'm sure I peer pressured you into drinking them. Because there is like a picture that I have of me and mom from Las Vegas for my 21st birthday. And Ah. there's a dirty martini on the table. So I'm like, well, I guess that... That shows I was drinking them then. (laughs) I have a distinct memory of drinking a martini in Vegas with dad. One of those times we drove back, you know, drove from Dallas back. Yeah. Yeah. He used to like martinis. In fact, he had one with me the other night. I took him out for his birthday. Yeah. He said, oh my God, I haven't had one of these in 25 years. And I said, hammered. (laughs) I said, well, you better be careful because it goes down with a bang. And he had like a few sips and was done, but... I finished mine. I was about to say, did you drink his too? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Actually, they put vermouth in it. So I, I, did, I didn't want to be a Karen and send it back. So I drank it, but wasn't the best. Oh, God, I hate when that happens. Uh-huh. It's, it's not the Jesus way. Oh, it's disgusting. I had a dirty martini experience as well. I was at... This weekend? Yes. Mm. So Lance and I went to go to Billy Bob's, which... For y'all listeners who don't know, is this really famous honky tonk in Fort Worth. That I once got kicked out of because I fell down drunk in front of a bouncer <laughs> when I was in high school. Shouldn't have been there, guys. It's super fun. And it's just like Costco size. And it's a lot of fun. So we went to go see Ryan Bingham from uh, Yellowstone. You know, he plays mm-hmm. the character. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it right now, but he's hot. He is hot. Yeah. And he was great. So we went to dinner before at this amazing place called the Lonesome Dove. It's apparently Tim Love is the chef in Fort Worth. And I feel like he's monopolized the restaurant business in Fort Worth, but all of them are great. So anyway, we're sitting at the bar and I order the Jesus martini. And this, you know, woman probably around mom's age is like, Ooh, that sounds so good. And I was like, (laughs) Oh, it is. She's like, now, now tell me that recipe again. Oh, did you tell her about the podcast? Yes, of course. I sent her to the website. Oh. <laughs> I brought it up on her phone. There I went go. over there. <laughs> <laughs> Your husband's like, they're rolling his eyes. Like, oh, he's Jesus, like, God, she's too far away for me to tap her back. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that was really fun. 
Oh, that is cool. I love it. We're yeah. spreading the spreading the word. Exactly. Another little funny thing from our first episode, you know how we mentioned that we never get invited to dinner parties or we never get invited to other people's houses for mm-hmm. parties. I've been getting a lot of text messages from friends either saying, you've been to my house before or, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, I'm so sorry, I'm going to have you over. And other people are like, I'm definitely going to have you over, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, great, anytime. But I still haven't received any sort of concrete no dates have come through, but I have been, there's been a lot of chatter about it. So I'm appreciative for that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I haven't heard one peep out of any of my friends. <laughs> well, maybe you were right with nobody wants to hang out with you. Oh, that's mean. I shouldn't have said that. I don't know why I said that. I don't cut that out. Clearly that's mean. it's true. No, it's not. The Nolans are like the only people that. Yeah, invite they invited you. Yes, they do. I don't know who wouldn't want to hang out with you because you're the most fun. Oh, thank you. But I think that this is an opportunity because Mm -hmm. we put that out there and we, and we Mm -hmm. said that we don't ever get invited and you particularly, and Mm -hmm. you got a bunch of feedback. Like now people are like, Hey, let's get together. So I think this might be like a platform for us to ask for stuff. You know, we're going to be oh. honest, like brutally oh, right. honest on this podcast. And if our friends listen, we can say, hey, you know. Yes. Haven't heard from X, Y, and Z in a while. You might want to give me a ring or right. more like. Yeah. Or I don't know, like I'm hosting a Galentine's brunch on Saturday, which is my mm-hmm. second annual. Oh, and um, I'm having like eight girls over for brunch and um, we're doing potluck. So I think it's a good platform to say, you know, maybe People should clean up a little bit more. Maybe you should bring the good wine. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you should bring, maybe you should bring the Vouve, the Vouve or the Dom, you know? So Wit, last week we were talking about the silvers and how they don't know how to listen to podcasts and yes. mom is our ambassador for going out there and helping yes. our seniors learn how to <laughs> um, listen to podcasts. She's on a mission, yeah. uh, but we have an additional demographic that I didn't expect to have. Who? <laughs> oh, um, the 10 to 15 year old age bracket. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Yes. What? For sure. Well, um, it's just funny because when we first launched, I got, I'm on this family text chain with my husband's family and mm-hmm. his brother and sister-in-law and the kids and everything and my in-laws. And so we get this text from my nephew, who's a freshman in high school. And he's- I can't believe the freshman. He, a freshman in high school. And he's like, I'm listening right now. And I <laughs> look at the time and uh, this is the day of the launch. I look at the time and it's, I don't know, maybe one o'clock- Dallas time. Okay. And so I, he, he puts this on the family chat and I thought maybe he's not at school today. So jokingly, I text back, what on earth, D are you listening in math class? And he wrote back, ha ha ha. Actually I am in math class. And his mom's like, you know, (laughs) excuse me, like back on the, you know, on the text chain and it sends off a flurry of texts. But I think that, uh, 
these high schools need to keep a better, I mean, can you math, math class listening to a podcast? What is going on? That is so funny. And then another thing, my 11 year old, I was hanging out with her the other night and she was on FaceTime with her friends and a little 11 year olds and maybe a 12 year old in there. And they're like, Miss Harrow, we love your podcast. I was like, what? You're not supposed to be listening to my podcast. <laughs> like, we love it. And, and, and I go, I talk dirty on that. And she said, and they were like, no, but it's funny. And I was oh, like, you can't God. listen next week. I talk about sex. And they're like, yeah. Oh, and I was like, oh, no. And I'm like, I'm just making it worse. I'm digging a deeper hole. I know. They're like, ooh, Miss Harrow's going to talk about sex next week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole school knows. And um, I'm going to start getting like You're gonna emails get called from parents. In. Yes. Oh, and then God. and then one of her other little friends says that she's been listening to it on repeat, which again, I appreciate for number's sakes, but mm -hmm. she's like, I go to sleep listening to it. It helps put me <laughs> I don't know if I should be offended or feel like, oh, wow, our voices are so soothing. They can go to yeah. sleep to us. Well, whatever it is, we just need to put it out there that sometimes we say bad words and talk about sex. I think we need to reiterate that there is a, an explicit rating for a yes. reason. And mm -hmm. would you take your child to a PG-13 movie without previously looking into it? I might. I mean, dad did take us to R-rated movies when we were eight. So, you know, by accident. But Was yeah. Flashdance R-rated? Yeah, because it had titties in it. Yes! Titties everywhere! Yes. <laughs> and very advanced topics, you know. Oh, she yeah. takes her underwear off and pulls it through her the sleeve of her shirt, remember? I thought that was her bra. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking to myself, how did that? You're oh, thinking she... of Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, the bra. <laughs> she was like a contortionist. Oh, God. <laughs> Mom lectured me about our language on the podcast last week and told me that her friends wouldn't listen if we kept talking the way we did. <laughs> Mom has a lot of feedback on yeah. um, on the podcast. the podcast. We legit got into a fight, no oh, joke, God. about <laughs> her yelling at me about the cussing. And you know me, I'm like <laughs> so defiant and I'm so stubborn. And mm -hmm. so she's like, y'all can't be cussing. And I'm like, uh. It's our podcast. She's like, well, I said hail, you know, but you just can't be dropping those F-bombs like that. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, laughing because she said F-bomb. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know what, mom? It's our podcast. And she's like, well, my friends, they're not going to listen. I'm like, well, if they're going to be offended by a few cuss words, then maybe this isn't the podcast for them. Her friends can't listen anyway. That's just an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> But she like laid into me and she's like, and Courtney agrees with me. And so does your husband. We're going to try, especially with our 15 and under age group. I guess we'll try our best. But, you know, still, I'm not getting rid of that explicit rating. No, I'm really trying hard. And even the other day, Lance was like, you really do say F a lot. And I was like, I know, but I just love it. Love that word. Just it's, it's, it's very useful for you. Yeah. So I'm going to try. I get it. Yeah. But you're right. She does have a lot of thoughts on on this podcast. Yeah. What else has she told you? Well, 
she scolded me for laughing too loud on the podcast. <laughs> I was talking to she goes, you know, Courtney, you just laugh too loud. I can't hear the jokes. I can't hear what people are saying after. You're laughing too loud. I said, well, that's what's fun about it. I, I That's why I do it so that I can laugh and laugh hard. And well, it's too loud. <laughs> Shh, you're being too loud. I know. I said, well, I said, you know what, then I'm going to talk to our sound engineer, Whitney, and ask her to, uh, to, to adjust the levels on my laughter. She's like, well, good. <laughs> oh, God, she is hilarious. She's hilarious. Love you, mommy. I also got feedback from Janty. Janty is our stepdad, Dwight's sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. And she's just amazing. And I Sweetheart. adore her. Oh, I love her so much. Love her. Because she's a real special mama and a great cook. Mm-hmm. So I'm texting back and forth with her. And she says, I'm just going to read it because it's so funny. She has kind of a little accent too, Jandy. Well, then go for it. She's like, y'all's recount of what your mom says is so spot on. I've heard her say things like, oh my God, it's orgasmic. That was one of the many times I LOL'd. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Like, okay, because <laughs> here's the funny part is that mom had called me earlier and she's like, I do not recall saying that that cheese soup was orgasmic. And I was like, uh, take it up with Courtney because she's the one that told the story. She did take it up with me. And I told her she absolutely did that. I've got it. I have proof in writing when I immediately texted you about it or called you about it. Yes. And I wrote it down because it was so funny. And she goes, well, I just then I, maybe I said it, but I don't want people to know when I talk like that. So I was like, well, it's too late. <laughs> I texted Jandy back and she says, well, I didn't hear her say that about the soup, but I have heard her use that description for other things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, I don't want to know. We're going to have to put a list of like Mama Ashley's orgasmic recipes. (laughs) Yeah, actually. Again, explicit rating. So Whit, I'm so jealous that you got to go to Captain Dave and Andy's house to make pierogies last week after or before we aired the episode. So tell us about it. It was so fun. It was the pierogi party. And um, I think what was really special about it is we recorded that episode before and we've gotten to know Helen a little bit more because she is currently living at the Nolans because her house in Fort Myers got really destroyed from the hurricane. So she's around more often and it's been a pleasure getting to know her more. It was so fun to see them all interact together, to see Andy and Dave interact with their mom and, um, and Tina, Andy's wife as well. And, but we had Helen in there teaching us all how to cook and mama was there and it was so much fun. And this banter between the boys and mama Helen was so cute. Like, Dave is telling me how to make his farmer's cheese and that you have to simmer the milk. And Helen pops in and she's like, you need to bring it to 188 degrees. <laughs> oh, very precise. Okay. So funny. And, and then, did Dave roll his eyes? Oh yeah, or Dave, No, Dave totally rolled his eyes. And then he, you know, was doing the like yakety yak motion with yeah. his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. It was really sweet. And were they, were the pierogies hard to make? They really weren't. They're just time consuming in the sense that you have to sit there and fill them and pinch them and do the whole thing. But they were so delicious. 
you know, the recipes on the website. It's, it's awesome. I thought what was really sweet is going into someone's home and seeing them interact and, and learning from these mamas specifically is something that I really want to do more with our other guests. Yeah. Getting to cook with them. Yes. I think that we've kind of fallen in love with some of these recipes and hearing about them and some of the mamas. We need to go on a road trip. Like we need to tour the U.S. and go cook with these women. It's so amazing. I love that idea. That would be so fun. Yeah. Well, I think when you're back for my birthday in April, we should go down and have Mama Helen teach us how to make the cabbage rolls. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. It sounds like you've been cooking more than me the past week since I was out of town. Are there anything other than the pierogies worthy of sharing? Yes. I had a little bit of a kitchen conundrum last week. Oh, yay. I wasn't mage, but, you know, I love my sous vide more than anything. Yeah, me too. Okay, so for those of you who don't know what a sous vide is, it's actually a cooking method where you'll take a Ziploc baggie or even a vacuum sealed bag and you can put meat or fish and chicken in there and you basically put it into a warm bath and there's a device that heats it to a certain temperature and the meat will either cook till it's done or it will be kind of underdone and then you can take it out and sear it or grill it off and it's just a great method of cooking. I love it so much and it usually turns out pretty perfect except for this time. So I had bought some chicken breasts that were mm. marinated and stuffed with like basil and lemon and I had put them in the freezer. So they were already vacuum sealed. So I throw them in the sous vide, doing great. I take them out. I'm going to go sear them off in the pan. Well, I should have like taken the lemon out of the top of the skin. Mm-hmm. It just became a really big mess in there. And it's really, yeah, because I was wanting to crisp up the skin. Oh, and so I had it on a high heat and it just was not good. It was like, Bernie Sanders, as we call it in our house, when something burns. Burns. So was it was it bitter because of the burned lemon? Kind of. So anyway, Lance came in. Thank God my husband knows how to cook too. He even like, I don't know where he pulled this out of, but he put it, he did like a pan sauce and like mm. did white wine and mm-hmm. butter and mm. like deglazed my burnt pan and then put Mm -hmm. that over on top. So did it end up being good? It ended up being saved. Note to self, if you're going to do a sous vide and then you're going to sear it, take out anything that's stuffed under the skin that could prevent it from getting crispy. Yeah. Okay. That's a good tip. On Saturday, I was really working a lot on the podcast and uh, Lance was doing all his little home projects and He's like, do you want to cook tonight? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So he was like so awesome and went out to Central Market and got steak. And I said, I really want to do mushrooms. I don't know. It just sounded good to do like a Mm -hmm. side of sauteed mushrooms with a steak. I always love to do mushrooms when I make steak. And then I really wanted a baked potato. Really classic steakhouse. I know, totally. And I made the Caesar, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, I make that all the time. I know you do too, but it is... A PD. It's a panty dropper. Yep, it is. Maybe we keep saying panty dropper. Yeah. We should we should tell our audience a little bit about what the panty dropper is. I think we need to go ahead and 
let them in on the Hasis Fedometer. I don't even know if we've really solidified that name. It's evolving. We cook all the time and we kind of have this gauge of what is great and what is not and what's in between. So I'll go ahead and tell the PD story. Yeah. Okay. The panty dropper started when my husband, when we were dating, he would say that he would make this roasted chicken for any girl that he was dating that he really <laughs> wanted to impress. I forgot <laughs> and, about this. Yeah. And so he called it the panty dropper. So ever since then, anything that's just off the charts yummy, we call it a PD because it tastes so good. It makes your panties drop. Yeah. I mean, Reagan was sitting at the table the other day. She said, mommy, I made something I made. I don't remember what it was. It was steak or something. She goes, mommy, this is a panty dropper. I think my husband fell out of his chair. That's amazing. Well, speaking of amazing, that's another one. So amazing is part of the foodometer as well. Amazing actually was first. Yeah, amazing was first. Amazing came before panty dropper because right. when I was a young mom and I had babies, Wit would come over every Monday night after work and we would cook a, an elaborate meal together. Mm -hmm. My husband would come home from work and we'd all sit around and we'd eat it. And so Whitney and I would be sitting there with bated breath, waiting to see what his reaction would be to whatever creation we'd make. Like staring at his first bite. Staring at his first <laughs> bite. And he'd be, you know, he'd be like, this is good. You know, this is pretty good. Every once in a while, we'd get an amazing where he'd say, this is amazing. And Whitney and I would be high-fiving and jumping for joy. Because yeah, like, oh, my God, we got an amazing. Yeah, that was the highest form of praise. At, it at still is point, today yeah. in my household. Yeah. But but the panty dropper is just so good that that really has risen above the amazing. It has. And I think now we're going to start incorporating the eat this rating. Yeah. It'd be like a weekly go to. Yeah, exactly. Like, OK, that's going to go into the rotation. That's mm -hmm. going to be something we're going to be cooking once a month or something like that. On the reg. Yeah. And, and typically these are like easy, they're healthy, no fuss recipes. Might not be an amazing or a PD, but you'll be satisfied. Yeah. Everybody is satisfied. Yeah. Good way to describe it. And then Kitchen Conundrum we've mentioned several times. Well, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but... <laughs> And we want to hear more. So everyone yes. needs to call into our hotline. We want to hear those kitchen conundrums and those funny mom stories. You can reach us on our hotline at 866-4-HEY-SIS. That's 866-4-9747. So reach out to us. Let us know. Yes, please. Anything else, Whit? No, I think, um, I think we said it all for this week. Yeah, I do too. I mean, there's so much more to say, but I don't know how long we can keep people listening. So I know. I think we should also mention that next week's episode will be with our very own Daddy Ashley. Oh, yeah, that's right. And our Aunt Karen. It's really good insight to what fools we were growing up. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. It is quite funny. And some good recipes from there too. Yeah. And we learn about our grandmother who didn't like to cook, but did the best she could. And mm -hmm. it's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. I can't wait for that one. Me too. I'm excited. All right. I love you. I love your show. I love you. I love your show. I'll talk and to you in five minutes. Talk to you in five minutes. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, 
peed your pants a little bit or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already and feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com.